Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now save fifty percent on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For JD Power twenty twenty three award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber dot com. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to the Tennis Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport on the day... When the apocalypse has arrived at Wimbledon, day eight of the 2017 championships, it was all too good to be true. It's been glorious, lovely warm sunshine for seven days or eight days if you include Middle Sunday and we're paying for it on second Tuesday because as David and I record this in the kitchen of David's uh, rented house or the the BBC's rented house in Southfields just down the road from Wimbledon uh, the the rain is still coming coming down you'd think the clouds would be empty by now but alas they are not it has been teeming down all day the centre court roof has been closed all day they got around about what, an hour and a half's play in on court number one before it got suspended for good and uh, the interrupted match between Coco Vandewey and uh, Magdalena Rabarakova was suspended to be moved to centre court at the end of their schedule matches for the day. I mean, it's been about as grim a day as it gets at Wimbledon, hasn't it? For everybody but, well, I was going to say Joe Conter, but of course all four winners, Joe Conter... Venus Williams, Garbini Muguruza, and Magdalena Rabarakova. Yeah, yeah, what a day. I, I, and the people that I, I don't feel sorry as much for the people who lost, but the people who were on court one. I, I mean, I, I hope that they get a, a full refund. I'm not sure what the, the weather policy is here exactly at Wimbledon. Um, certainly at, at Queen's, there's, I think there's a, basically a, a rain check policy whereby after two hours, if there's not more than two hours of play, they get they get their money back. It always used to be, I haven't checked it this year for any changes, but it, it always used to be that one less than one hour you get a full refund between one and two hours you get a 50 percent refund and two hours or more you you get nothing now i think they got less than two hours i'm Mm. pretty sure they got less than two hours they certainly got more than one well actually thinking about it though they got a full match didn't they between muguruza and kuznetsova and then they got a set and a half of of vanderway against um 
Rubarakova. So that that could well be. Well, Vanderwey Rubarakova. The duration that they played on court one for was forty nine minutes. Now the duration that uh, Muguruza and Kuznetsova were on court for was an hour and fifteen. So my goodness me, if if that's if that's correct they're not going to receive any kind of refund which, which i mean feel, you understand what look, there has to be a line and obviously if you come down just yes. on one side of the line it's the way it is you know you, you're gonna you're gonna be disappointed but that is the, the, the particularly it, galling bit is that on center they had an extra match yeah an entire extra men's match they then had two singles matches all uninterrupted all underneath the roof and then they had the rest of the, the court one match at the end of the day. It's one of those situations, the roof, where the, the, have, the having of the roof, the, the, the net result is positive overall. The net result is absolutely positive and you wouldn't want to not have a roof or multiple roofs if possible, which of course we will have here in a couple of years. You know, from a utilitarian point of view the net good is increased. But like many net good things, there are unintended consequences and one is increasing the inequality. Just like not having Hawkeye on the outside courts is unfair. Just like, you know, the all of these things do result, the unintended consequence of them is un, a greater disparity in the game in terms of fairness. And I'm not sure what the answer to that is. Obviously in an ideal world, Hawkeye in every court, Roof on every court perfect grass on every court that's where Novak Djokovic who incidentally we should report won today in straight sets against Adrian Manorino a bit of a bizarre match that you commentated on David yeah so I commentated on the second set of it and actually there was a j- just to cover that briefly I mean he was just cruising to, to you, you tweeted you know this could be over in sort of in a heartbeat yeah, it was I a mean, set and three love it was six two three love and Manorino had really no answers to, to the Djokovic game. We, was stretching out his back a lot. Yeah, I, I wonder whether he'd even finish the match. Djokovic was, you know, just having his way. And then suddenly there was one moment where Djokovic stretched out onto his left foot and his foot slightly gave way under on the, on the, the turf. It, it, he slipped at a point where he thought he was going to grip and... It really shook him. First of all, he thought maybe he'd turned his ankle. He hadn't, but he then stopped trusting the surface. And for the next four games, he, he really wasn't competitive. And, and Manorino got right back into the match, forced a tie-break. Djokovic just about toughed that out. And at the end of that second-set tie-break, he roared in Sparta form of, of a few years ago, you know, when he was really um, ramped up and at his very best. And... But he's, I mean, I still feel he's searching for his best. That wasn't vintage Djokovic out there. That's not not a return to to type from from a year and a half ago. But I, I think he's probably having to do a real job on himself and with Agassi to keep himself upbeat. Because at the moment, I think he just he's just feeling a bit persecuted, to be quite honest, uh, about what's happening around here. But certainly, in terms of his frustration about about various things, Djokovic is certainly in his. Flash interview uh, with I think it was um, Phil afterwards. He, Phil Jones. Phil yeah. Jones. Yeah, he said uh, he took his frustration out on the state of the court, and certainly he was doing that uh, throughout the match as well. He he was not holding back on his frustration with it. And and look, there are divots out there that you know 
Neil Stubley, the head groundsman, they were commenting on the, the TV commentary, which I only switched over to momentarily, David. I promise. Um, commenting the, not during the, my the, set. The, 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 not during your set. The, um, the groundsmen are working far harder after hours than they ever have done before. As soon as they shut up shop on Centre Court in terms of the fans, they are going out there and they are filling in yeah, divots. I can imagine. And, and with them, I also have sympathy because I, I, I deal very closely with the ground staff at Queen's throughout the year. I know how hard these people work to try to get... You know, it's their pride and joy. Neil mm. Stubbley and his team, it will be their pride and joy and they will be doing everything within their power to have the best possible surface. Why is it going wrong this year maybe it's the weather maybe it's something else i have no clue maybe it's the dna sequencing of the grass oh man where's simon i had a i had a really extended intense whatsapp conversation with my dad earlier about whether this was led mostly by my dad i must say about whether this was the perfect opportunity for somebody to invent a synthetic grass substitute I did see a tweet about that did today. Did you? Yeah. And well, my dad's I, not on Twitter, so it can't have been him. Maybe I'm he's, hope he's, maybe he's had a word with nerdy math. <laughs> and then just and said, then he you started know, coming up with a... Tweet something like then this. Then he started coming up with a panelled grass court situation where you could remove a panel and replace it with a fresh panel. And I said, what, could you, what would you do about seams? And he came up with a solution for that as well. Hmm. I'm just saying, you know, for a consultancy fee, David Whitaker is available to Wimbledon. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, that's that, that's that sorted. Should we talk about Johanna Conta? Should we talk about... It's been... We're still sort of in the quite recent aftermath of that match against Simona Halep. And I don't know about you, David, but I had heart palpitations throughout. That was one of the most intense, glorious, stressful, wonderful two and a half hours of tennis I have ever watched. Yeah, it was amazing. They both were a credit to themselves, weren't Absolutely. they? What a couple of warriors were out there in, in Simona Halep and Johanna Conta because I was struggling to see how Conta could win the match because Halep wouldn't go away. She just she she was Four not throwing it in. Four unforced errors for the match. Yeah, she was unreal, and she's the best mover in the game. And that means yeah, and, that, and add on to that the number that she's forcing out of Conta yeah. as well with her movement. So effectively, what you're saying is. You've got to play on the pay, on the face of it. You've got to play Ostapenko like tennis for half an hour in order to thrash winners past her. Now, Conta doesn't have the same degree of one punch knockout power as Ostapenko. I mean, frankly, who does? But what she has is a relentless heaviness to her strokes, and she just kept on coming and she took Halep on. I always remember Darren Cahill saying in the third set of that match in Miami when, when there was all the, all the hoo-ha about the attitude of Halep, he was saying to Halep, make this a physical match, make it an, an athlete's match. You know, and and, and, Conta, and she did that. Conta she did is that. as good an athlete as Halep. I know there's a big as, word. She's not as good a mover. No, but she's is. as good in terms of fitness. In her own in her, her she's own. She's as good at she's her own as good strengths. an athlete in terms of stamina. Yeah, to, well she proved recall. that today. Well absolutely. Her, 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 in using her own strengths today, she said, Fine, I'll take it into a physical battle as well then. Let's go into the trenches and have this out. And she came out on top. She was amazing today yeah so gnarly both of them I, I was gutted for Hallett that, that somebody had to lose that I know it's the old cliche again but it really was and also the pressure cracking. Catherine oh, the pressure I, that Conta was having to deal with that was Henman and Murray and all of that on her shoulders today and that she'd never she'd never experienced before she'd never experienced anything like it before and Tea she time dealt audience. with it magnificently yeah you know. when she 
when she, when Sue Barker made the announcement that um, the six o'clock news was being bumped to BBC Two, I punched the air on behalf of Joe Conter. I was so not, not that six o'clock news isn't important, but you know that's a triumph, isn't yeah, it? For, I mean, it's a for triumph her. for tennis. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and, and Johanna Conter is the one who's caused it, and she was in utter disbelief at the end, but. I just feel she, she just, handled she it so well. She trusted herself in an amazing way. She trusted the fact that to hit through Simona Hallett, the only way she was going to beat her is to hit through her. You're not going to beat her by scurrying around, uh, as you say, not going to beat her on the movement front. So you've got to try and hit through her, and that means making a lot more errors than she's going to make and not panicking about making those errors. And how you can not panic in that sort of situation, you know, there are a couple of moments where she completely mishit sitters you know particularly on the forehand I can remember a couple one I think at the start of the second set and one at the start of the first and I just thought hang on you know that's the sort of thing that could put a bit of doubt in her mind Mm. and make her start thinking oh dear it it could all fall away from me here is it, it am I not up to this and she just steadied herself and and carried right on and I know she's got all of this um slightly inaccessible rhetoric going on about the, the, the tropes, of as Courtney Nguyen called them on uh, Five Live in the build-up earlier today, about, you know, staying present and staying in the moment and, and uh, just creating opportunities and all of that. And it isn't interview and media-friendly, but you just can't knock it. You just can't knock it. The extraordinary... The, the, the transformation in her as an athlete and a tennis player, is like no other that I've really seen. And a competitor. Somebody uh, absolutely. who... I, I, I mean, I can't think of any other transformation like hers. I'm sure they've happened, but to me it's it's unreal. And she hasn't done... It's not like... It's not like she was a a Dimitrov, you know, who everyone always knew she had the talent and it was just a question of her making it click and finding a way. When she was ranked outside the world's top 100, when she was losing in qualies and losing in first rounds, no one was saying, it's just a matter of time, you know, this woman is a top 10 player waiting to happen. It's just a matter of time for her to, to find it in herself and make it click. No one was saying that. I certainly wasn't saying that. I thought she could be higher ranked perhaps than she was but I wasn't thinking in those terms and I didn't hear anybody else any stretch talk in those terms here either to be honest and there's a lot of people that know uh, Johanna Conta there's one or two I've heard that I feel have been slightly wise after the event um, but the vast majority of people are just holding their hands up and saying no this was not on the cards really because of all the fragility that she'd shown in the past in the big moments and she is a hundred percent the other way now and she now plays Venus Williams for a oh, place in the final. Goodness. My goodness me. What an now occasion. She's, she's got a decent record against Venus. She beat her to win her first title in Stanford. I think that could be tr- crucial. I know she's lost to her as well and lost to her in the past year. I'm not saying it, it's anything more than a 50-50 at best. Do you think it is genuinely 50-50? <sighs> I would make Conta the favourite. You make Conta the favourite? Marginally, yes. I, w- I would say 50-50. Hmm. It's Venus Williams. She's won it five times. She was awesome today against Ostapenko. She was fantastic. She was fantastic. But she she played a perfect match in many ways. She she did to Ostapenko what, what Ost- Ostapenko hates yeah. having happen. She she anything short of her best today, Ostapenko, she was going to lose because Venus Williams was not making errors and. 
the servers on and all those sort of things. I don't think Conta is going to make the sort of errors. She doesn't have the sort of erratic game that Ostapenko has. It could, it could be an absolute classic. It could be. It could be a belter. I mean, today was a classic and a, a just a true, true classic. I, I really, really believe that. I know it, it's easy to speak hyperbole in the immediate aftermath when it's all so fresh and emotional, but I really think it will go down as a, a Wimbledon classic. I think the Venus match could be the same. Who's going to win? I think the second serve return. I'll do that tomorrow. Is crucial. The se- it's all about second serve return. That's what Ostapenko didn't do well today. It's. It's the glaring weakness of Venus Williams, the contrast between the second and the first serve. Conta didn't, up until that deciding set, didn't return well on the big points. She'd had five, I think, and she'd missed her return on four of them. That's crucial. Yeah. If she, if, 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 I know saying if this and if that, then that will happen is not a prediction. Uh, Predictions (laughs) tomorrow, I say. Predictions tomorrow, okay. Men's predictions today. Uh, But first of all, Coco Vandeweghe. Oh. oh dear. Oh dear. What happened? She could not have had a more, uh, a bigger or more fortuitous slice of luck than the rain coming at the time that it did. Six three two all. Rain Six, came three, down. Two She's struggling. All, not playing your best. Can't hit a barn door. Losing to, with all due respect for Magdalena Rabarakova, Vandeweghe has been in awesome form. Awesome. She hasn't dropped a set. She's been. She was for me. She was nailed on to reach that semi-final and probably the final afterwards. And then it all goes a bit wrong for the first set and a bit, but then the rain comes and she's got a chance to speak to Pat Cash, who she's been lauding as her coach and, and you know, up until this point has been doing a cracking job. And who we obviously. know speaks a lot of sense behind the Yeah, scenes. and she, she's, she said in her interview with Five Live the other day that he's more fired up than me, you know. Who better to give you a rain delay speech than, the, than a fired up Pat Cash? And then she comes out and she's even worse than she was before. <laughs> she was. Yeah, I mean, she was. It was, dire. I mean, look, it was it, she will be kicking herself because that was not Coco Vandeweghe as we know she can be. But part of that's due to Rabarakova because of the way she plays. She's clever. She draws errors out of people. She did it to Pliskova, who incidentally has just become the world number one. Yeah. Having lost in the second round. I feel really sorry for for the WTA that this keeps happening. Yeah, they, they don't keep, deserve that. No, they don't. And it, 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 people aren't going to get it. People aren't going to look in, into it in depth enough to it. But it is a quirk. It, I know it's happened like no, she's three times in the last year. On the points. But it doesn't often happen. It just is a weird quirk of the rankings. And overall, she does deserve it. Look at Andy Murray. He's world number one. He hasn't been the no, best player for the last six he months. He at least had the crowning moment, didn't he, of exactly. winning the title and becoming world number one. No. She's gone out in the second round of Wimbledon yeah. and become world number one. It's, it's awkward. unideal. It's awkward, is what it is. Uh, so anyway, Rebarakova, <laughs> well done. Congratulations. Well uh, Garbinia Magarutha. How good is she look? Great. She, yeah. I said she'd be world number one at the end of the year, didn't I? You did, yeah. Maybe. Uh, look, I, I'm not going to get... Um, uh, yeah, I'm not going to get chippy with you, David. Really? No, I'm not. What's the matter because, with you? Because um, she's really surprised me. And you saw it coming and I didn't. She's really surprised well, me. Well, hold on a minute. I mean, she's still 15 in the world. She, might... Yeah. If you if you make enough predictions, you might get one right. But she looks like she wants it again. Oh, I, she I, looks fantastic. In particular yesterday against Kerber. She did again today against Kuznetsova, but it was that Kerber match that really brought it out of her. 
um, and she she's hung, she doesn't look too cool for school anymore. She doesn't have she that excited. curious thing of looking like you know she's just a bit too cool for tennis. Like she's a bit too cool to care too much. She looks like she cares and she's not afraid to show it. And I love that. Yeah. And um, look. Rivarakova does not deserve to be written off. She's reached the semi-final. She's beaten Vandeweghe today, but I do think Magritte is on for reaching the final. I'm not going to make a prediction in the other one though until tomorrow. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello Tennis Podcast listeners, David here. Now you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Men's Ooh. predictions, very, very quickly. Go what do we got? First up on Centre Court tomorrow, Andy Murray, Sam Quarry. Murray in four. In four, you think Sam Quarry's getting a set? Yep. Then we've got Roger Federer against Milos Raonic. Roger Federer in... It's an interesting one, isn't it? Four. He's not been great, Raonic. Three or four, but I think. In fact, that was the one result we didn't discuss yesterday. Three. His coming back to beat Zverev in five. Yeah, very I, well done, him. Very well done. Look, he, you know, he's a great competitor, is Milos Raonic. I, I think he it can sometimes get overlooked because of the, the weight of his serve, but... You know, he has still been kind of dragging himself to victories, not in the way he was last year. Last year, he went toe-to-toe with Federer. He benefited from Federer, having had that incredible match against Marin Cilic. I think that Roger Federer wins in straight sets this time. Straight sets? Hang on, you said yeah. four to well, start Well, I, I said four or three. Four, three. I, I'm going three. Four, three. three. three, three. Okay. Um, Muller against Marin Cilic starts things off on court number one. Yeah, I'll go with Cilic in four. In four again. Hmm. Uh, and Thomas Burdick and Novak Djokovic. I think this is tough. 
Burdick's looked really good. No. I mean, look, I'm, he has looked really good, but, but the record is a problem. I mean, it's, yeah. what, is it 20-something two? <laughs> I mean... Thomas Burdick's record against all the top players is a problem. But against That's Thomas Djokovic, Burdick's problem. Djokovic has always caused him trouble. He lost like 15 matches in a row against Nadal. Did he? Oh, yeah. Dear. Anyway, I, <laughs> I, look, I'm still thinking I'd, I'd be going with Djokovic there. The, the, the caveat to that is uh, that my hesitation about it is I still, I'm still not utterly know. convinced and, with Djokovic. Uh, my bigger hesitation was that he seemed to have a sore shoulder yeah, today. Yeah, he really did. Yeah. I mean, he's in pain at the moment. Yeah, he is. And he's got one fewer day to recover. So I think there's a huge, there's the, that one has the biggest question mark over Go it. On I'm then. going to. Thanks, Burdick, then. Well, I don't. Mm. All right, I'll go for Burdick you just to make to. it interesting. Go on then, I'll go for Burdick, the forgotten man of tennis to oh, to yeah. make an impact. Interesting. I don't really feel very confidently about that at all, but there you, you go. You're going to stick with it or I've not? Spiced up. Yeah, I'll stick with it. Right, okay, Djokovic. There you go. Bonus predictions here on the day nine, eight, day eight tennis yeah. podcast at Wimbledon 2017, brought to you in association with the Telegraph and with Eurosport. David and I will be back tomorrow after men's quarterfinals. 